listeners. Welcome to episode eight of I'm Horrified. With your co-host Sam. And Allie. I realized we never said our names the last few episodes. Yeah, we haven't. Anyone tuning in, we have names. Yeah, we were just, we were punishing people who weren't with us from the beginning, and I don't think that's fair. Get with it, is what (laughs) I say. I disagree with you. I mean, we have a huge back catalog, you know? It's hard to keep up. Yeah, it is. For new listeners. I think that's true. We have a whole seven episodes before us. Very exciting. Um, If this is your first episode, please go revisit that fun. And, And welcome to the show. And, um... As always, we're horrified. I'm deeply horrified. Just, like, I woke up this morning and it was cold and, it, like, there was a ding in my brain. Like, I'm horrified. Mm. I like that people on Twitter have been using the ding sometimes when yeah, they correspond with us. That's, that's been so really fun. sweet. Follow us on Twitter, the brand new listener who's starting at episode seven. Yeah. Eight. Eight. <laughs> we're having a lot of fun. Yeah. On, on the interwebs. And, um... And that's been great. I'm tweeting for the first time in a full year. She's trying. Yeah. I'm she's really trying. At it. I'm not a great tweeter, but I'm doing my best, which is all anyone can do. We have a great show for you guys this evening. Today we're going to talk about Nexium and Spike TV. Ugh. Gross. Spike TV. Both of those things are gross. Both of those things, a real un- strong undercurrent of misogyny for this episode. Yeah, and we ha- usually have an undercurrent <laughs> of misogyny, but we're going blatant with this we're one. We're going heavy on this, baby. Yeah. And I feel like Nexium's going to be kind of complicated, so Sam, please take me on this journey. Yeah, let me let me talk to you about Nexium. So you, you folks at home might be thinking, what's Nexium? Well, first of all, if you're going to Google it, here's how it's spelled. N. X. I. V. M. That's confusing. But it's pronounced Nexium. <laughs> so there's that. And if you can't tell, it's some bullshit, just by the way it's spelled. Uh, Nexium is a multi level marketing organization and it offers personal and professional development seminars. It was founded in the late 90s by a guy named Keith Rainier, who we're going to get into. Ooh, that sounds like my last name. Ooh. Which is Rainer. Are you guys related? I hope so. I hope not. <laughs> He's it would bad, just, Allie. There's not anything interesting, really, in my family, so. So this guy would really make it? Yeah, I think he would He would add some flavor. Fair enough. He sucks, I'm assuming. He sucks. So, spoiler alert for the rest of this podcast, he sucks. So you might be thinking, what's so horrifying about a multi-level marketing organization? Well, surprise, it's really a cult. Shock. <laughs> People are saying it's structured weirdly like Scientology, where, like, the base stuff is pretty normal and helpful to you, and then once you get deeper into it, that's when the weird shit starts happening. That's when they start talking about, like, aliens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the weird shit is bad. Nexium has had a few famous clients, so two of the actresses from Smallville, the TV show, the blonde one, Alison Mack, and the brunette one, Kristen Kruk, I think you pronounce her name. Yeah, I mean, I guess quote-unquote famous, like, the blonde and brunette one from Smallville isn't really, like, Fair a enough. Travolta get, but you're Also, right. Richard Branson. I don't know who that is. He's the guy with Virgin Airlines. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I just nodded my head, no, I don't know who he is. Listeners, you know who Richard Branson is. He was, he's taken classes from Nexium, um, and also the two sisters who are the heirs to the Seagram's fortune. That um, one I get. <laughs> that one we know. So that's something horrifying about Nexium, but... Just to, like, really personalize it for you folks, just so you get why Nexium is horrifying to me, Nexium is based out of a state called New York, out of an area of that state called Upstate New York, out of a county of that state called Albany County, after a city in that state called Clifton Park, New York, Clifton Park, New York, the hometown of your own Sam. Sam's hometown cult. My hometown cult. 
Nexium was like a thing I was hearing about in like high school. Like my friends would be like, oh, there's a cult that runs out of Apropos down the street. And Apropos was like a Greek restaurant that went to Funt. But then my senior year, the Times Union, which is like the big newspaper of upstate New York, came out with an expose on Nexium. Ooh, like spotlight. Literally the spotlight of upstate New York. Um, so less intense (laughs) was this times union article and that was when everyone was like oh holy shit we've all been joking about the cult here in clifton park new york but it real oh my god so let's talk a little bit about nexium and their founder keith rainier nexium claims to be a multi-level marketing organization and it's a self-help group so a lot like scientology you take classes they call it the executive success program And you're trying to better yourself. And by bettering yourself, you're going to better the world. And the people who aren't bettering themselves are like suppressive people, like literally the same term from Scientology. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to get as many people to take the classes as possible. So more people are bettering themselves so the world can be better. That's like the surface goal of Nexium. As always, great in theory. Yeah, not a bad idea in theory. In practice... It a cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is for sure a cult. Um, there's a guy named Rick Ross. He's known as the cult expert. Like, he's testified in criminal trials. Like, he's the guy that you go to if you're like, is, is X a cult? Is Y a cult? And Rick will tell you. And he said, quote, In my opinion, Nexium is one of the most extreme groups I have ever dealt with in the sense of how tightly wound it is around their leader, Keith Rainier. Oi. So, I showed Allie a picture earlier of Keith Rainier. He's just got the full Jesus look yeah. going. He looks like David Foster Wallace if he didn't know how to write anything. Yeah. And he lives 10 minutes from my childhood home. Ayo. So the fun thing about doing Nexium this week is that the police raided his house in Half Moon, where I grew up, last week. Like, yeah. this is a breaking I just saw. St- story. Like, he's being indicted. The blonde actress from Smallville is, like, being indicted for this cult activity. Shit. Poor, whatever her name is, Allison Mack, I think. Um, I don't know anything about the situation, but I don't think it's her fault. <laughs> I mean, it is and it isn't because she was recruiting people into a cult. Fair enough. But then again, she was in a cult, so what was she to do? <laughs> She's the cruise. Um, but they just, they just last week raided his house, and his house is literally ten minutes down the street from where I grew up. Damn. Same town. I was reading an article, and they were like, in the suburb of Clifton Park, right outside the stretch of mini malls. And I was like, that's where I live. That's where I live. And then I like found his address and Googled it. And it is like next to my dad's old apartment complex. It's bizarro. (laughs) It's literally bizarro, you guys. That is bananas. It is. So let me break down a few things about the founder of Nexium, Keith Rainier. His life reads like If you were going to write a Mary Sue version of a life, like, that's kind of weirdly his life. Mm -hmm. He was a young genius. He had mastered calculus by the age of 12, and he was known as a really bright student. He left school at 16 because he felt the curriculum was holding him back. Whatever. And then he went to um, Rensselaer Polytechnical Institute, RPI, in Troy, New York, where my father currently lives. Um, and that's like, <laughs> is this guy actually your dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't think so because my dad has pretty short hair. I would have noticed the full Jesus look. I, I met him before and they're, they're quite different. I <laughs> they are, they're pretty different dudes. But 
he went to RPI, which is, like, a great school for, like, math and technical fields, and he got bachelor's degrees in biology and physics and math. Is that all? Well, he was there. He is listed in the 1989 Guinness Book of World Records for being one of three people in an IQ group called Mega, a Mensa-like collection of geniuses requiring a minimum one in a million IQ level. That's impressive. He's smart. I'll, I'll say. He's smart, and he's also charismatic, a good listener, and an engaging speaker, according to those who know him. And guess what? Being really smart and charismatic and a good speaker gets you a cult. It's true. He's a cult leader. They call him Vanguard in the cult. Ew. Um, in Nexium, that's how he's known, not as, like, Keith, which is what you would call a normal person who ran a business that you were a part of. Yeah. Or Mr. Rainier. Nope. They call him Vanguard. Oh. Um, and he is Nexium's philosophical guide and figurehead. So he's not technically the president of the organization, but he is the person who, like, writes all the materials and who they all basically worship. You, If you have a philosophical guide, you're not a company. Yeah. <laughs> you're something else. Yeah. They've taken mission and just really gone, uh, gone a little crazy with it. Um, oh, he's also a hypnotist, which is just, like, a spooky fun fact about him. Like a hobby for him? Like, he, like, hypnotizes people into not needing to smoke anymore, but it's like, what else are you hypnotizing people into? Yeah. Probably. It starts small. It's like, first, oh, do you not want to smoke? And then it's like, you know, do you want to have sex with me and my seven wives? Yeah. It's a slippery slope like that. It is a shockingly slippery slope. Yeah. So, just to talk about slippery slope, great segue. Segue, yeah. Let's talk about slippery slope. So, like I mentioned, Nexium at the top levels is, like, the most basic is, like, self-improvement courses. Mm -hmm. A lot like Scientology. And you go and you take the course and you learn to, like, be more confident and be a better communicator. And people leave that and go, cool, that was a great course. I feel great. I definitely learned something from that. It's like a job training seminar or something. Yes. And then one in the mission of Nexium, Rainier wrote, it is our intent to rid the world of those things that destroy value. We can do this by modeling effort strategies with our own behavior and helping others learn to use them. This is spreading the mission. So that's like level two. Level one is you take a class. Great. I like Nexium. I enjoyed their class. Level two is I want my friends to take their class because it really helped me. So I want to bring people in and also get this great benefit of this sick ass class. Thanks, Vanguard. So you invite them. Then you start realizing that there are suppressive people, a lot like in Scientology, and you don't hang out with them anymore. So you're at the same time, you're like isolating yourself and you're trying to get more people into the organization And when they don't want to be in the organization, you're like, cool, you're suppressive. I'll never speak to you again. That's the moment you know. Yeah. That's when, to quote our beloved podcast, My Favorite Murder, (laughs) you're in a cult, call your dad. Yep, absolutely. Uh, That's, I would have called my dad right then, and he is not Keith Rainier. And he would have been been right there, because he he would have been right there uh, at his apartment complex that is down the street from where Keith Rainier lives. Then you kind of get in even deeper And members are ranked and assigned colored sashes. And the fun thing about that is that um, Keith Rainier claims he was like a judo champion when he was a child. And then in his cult, he is literally ranking people like in judo, like black belt, brown belt. Jesus. (laughs) Orange belt. That's weird. Um, And it's like very tightly controlled. And students are told it's essential that all of the world's money be controlled by ethical people also at this point, which means they're giving all their money to Keith Rainier and they don't have it anymore. That's another big red flag. They did that in Jonestown, too. Yeah. One thing about this 
culty part of this organization, which the whole organization is a cult, but it's the real middle of it, like the center of it is the real cult shit. If you just take a class at Nexium, like you're not really in a cult. You took a class from people who are in a cult. That's small potatoes. <laughs> Smallville potatoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are deep, if you're like a black belt in Nexium, God. And you're very specifically a beautiful young woman. That's the kicker. You might be invited to join what they kind of are referring to as like the secret sorority. That doesn't seem like it's what they call it within the group. That's what like New York Times and Times Union are calling it. But one woman said that she was invited by Nancy Saltzman, who is the president of Nexium. So she's like the formal head, even though it's really Kate Rainier, who's like the philosophical leader. Mm-hmm. This woman said that Nancy Saltzman approached her and said she had something really amazing she wanted to share. And she said, quote, it is kind of strange and top secret. And in order for me to tell you about it, you need to give me something as collateral to make sure you don't speak about it. Red flag. Oi. <laughs> So, all the women who join this secret sorority part of Nexium have to give naked pictures or other compromising materials to Nancy Saltzman so that if they ever turn on Nexium, Nexium can be like, well, here's a fucking nude of her. At that point, I'm like, actually, I'm good. Whatever you have to say, I, don't, I think I can live without it. Red flag. I just, let's just put up another red flag. This is red yeah. flag number three or We're four. We're drowning in red flags right now. It's They're red, up in the air. It's full Kristen Wig red flag commercial. Yeah. Once you give your nude to Nancy Saltzman. <laughs> After you've got that squared away. <laughs> she tells you about this secret sorority that has been formed as a force for good. And it's a network of powerful women who can be influencers. And they say, like, they can even influence, like, elections. Like, that's how powerful this group of strong women is. And then what Keith Rainier's teaching is to the secret sorority is that the members of the secret sorority, who are all women, have to overcome weaknesses that are common to women. And the examples of that are an over-emotional nature, a failure to keep promises and embrace the role of victim. And a lot of women think it's going to be like a, a like bitch boot camp, like women empowerment, like we're all wearing pink. And then they go and it's like, Women are stupid and weak. Yeah. And if you want to do anything, you have to be better. That's not nice. Which is no, which is, like, no fun at all. Like, you think you're going to go to, like, a pink boa empowerment, and then you go to this horrifying fucking cult thing. I went to the Massachusetts Women's Conference this year, (laughs) and it's like, if I went to that, and then a guy came up and slapped me across the face, (laughs) and was like, be different. That's what the secret sorority of Nexium is like. Mm. So if that, but then if you're a woman who is like, you know what? Yes, my over-emotionalness has gotten me in trouble in my life and I want to be different and I want to be part of this group of powerful women. Because there are women who I'm sure would be like, all right, fair enough. I cry every day. I'd rather not. (laughs) Maybe I should call this guy up. (laughs) I cry a lot. But I would rather cry every day than deal with Keith Rainier. I agree. So once you've agreed to come into the group, What is most important is your submission and obedience. So the women that are the senior members of these group becomes a master. And the master has six slaves. Oi. And the slaves are the recruits. So like the new women coming in, you become one of six slaves to a master who is a woman who's been there for a while. And then once you become a master, you recruit six more slaves. 
I I know you were in a sorority, but I have to say this does sound a lot like Pledge. <laughs> it's different, and I'll get to why in okay. a minute. They did call it a sorority, right? <laughs> <laughs> they do call it a secret sorority. But we don't refer to the potential new members as slaves. I will say that. That's a good and important distinction. It seems like the vernacular of this group is that you refer to them as slaves. I see the difference now. <laughs> That's the only difference. No, it's not. There's a lot of differences. <laughs> so once you're the slave to a master, you are required to send your master a text message every morning that says morning M and every night that says night M. And then if a master texts you with just a question mark, you have one minute to respond ready M or else you either have a physical punishment or you have to pay money to the organization oh, if you don't respond no. to this text in 60 seconds. That's horrifying. So I that's, hate that. Yeah, that's no fun. I never have my phone. I don't have my phone right now. <laughs> yeah. If I was in the Nexium Secret Sorority, I'd be about to be whipped, literally, because my phone's in the other room. I don't think you'd do very well in this. No- I don't think no, anyone I would. would. I would not. I'll tell you right now, I would not. So, you're texting your master, ready M and goodnight M and morning M. And you're paying the money you need to pay, and Keith Rainier is happy with you. So you're finally initiated. The way an initiation works is you go to Nancy Saltzman home in Clifton Park, New York. That's a line from the article in Clifton Park, New York. It's Sam's hometown. My hometown. (laughs) And then you undress, and you're led into a candlelit ceremony. And you're um, blindfolded as well. And then, like, when you get into the room, you take off your blindfold, you see the other slaves, the other initiates. And then you're told that you're going to get a small tattoo as part of your initiation. But that is not true. What you're really getting is branding. They're branding you. Ah! They're taking a red-hot symbol and they're pressing it into your skin. Oh! What the fuck? Until you're branded. They're branding you. Say it one more time. (laughs) They're branding them! (laughs) (laughs) So... They have to go to the master and say, master, please brand me. It would be an honor. And then they are laid down on a table and it's a two inch square symbol and it goes below each woman's hip. And it takes like 20 to 30 minutes of just like holding it there. (gasps) Minutes? Yeah. Oh, God. So if there's six initiates in the room, that's hours. That's hours of being in that room while everyone else and you get fucking branded. For this organization. (laughs) This is literally, like, a Saw movie. Yeah. This is horrifying. Yeah. And he's like, it's not a cult. (laughs) (laughs) This is a business venture, excuse you. This is just a bunch of powerful women getting fucking branded because they're in love with me. Um, That's Keith Rinnier. That's my impression of (laughs) him. How's your Saturday night? So, the, the good news is that finally a lot of women who are in the organization are filing complaints with New York State Department of Health or their, you know putting criminal charges against Keith Rainier. I think he's also being brought in on, like, tax stuff, because of course he is. Yeah. So it seems like this organization is, like, on the downslope. Like, Keith Rainier is in jail. They caught him in Mexico. I'm hopeful yep. that this is all we'll ever hear of my hometown cult. Is this this one, they had one New York Times article, and then hopefully it's fucking over. No mass suicide, yeah. no murder. Nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. But... It's crazy, and the most horrifying, craziest thing is that I grew up there. Like, I can't overstate how close I live to all of this stuff that was going on. And also, like, when you live in a town like Clifton Park, New York, like, nothing really... 
yeah, goes down there happening. besides like a soccer game. So just to, to read a New York Times article and see like they branded the women in the Clifton Park, New York home of blankety blank. I'm like, they did what? <laughs> they did. Excuse me. I just like so many of my formative experiences are also in that town. Well, these women were getting branded. What if I was there? What if I was home from break? Could have been you. <laughs> it could have, I guess. If you were really like if trying I was to better super yourself, into it. <laughs> yeah. So that's Nexium. And this is when you pull your shirt up and you're <laughs> I've like, had the brand I've the been whole branded. Time. No, I don't have the brand. Imagine like agreeing to a tattoo, being like, all right, I'll get a tattoo for this organization. That's fine. And then they're like, just kidding, it's a fucking brand. Like, why not just tattoo them? These women might never have revolted if they had just actually been tattooed. Yeah. There's a thin line between punk rock. <laughs> And, and full cult. Full cult. <laughs> yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. My God. So it's horrifying and it's Nexium and it's based out of Clifton Park, New York. And that's the whole story. Oh, what a ride. What a ride. What a ride. That's bananas. Isn't that bananas? You didn't know about the branding, did you? I, I didn't know about that. that one. I had no idea. Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't even know how to continue. I know. I think, well, I think the through line here, um, as many of our through lines end up being, is that... Uh, men should not be in power. No, never. And toxic masculinity is the greatest evil facing our current time. Yeah, that's honestly very real. So I'm gonna talk about Spike TV for that reason. <laughs> My god. Um, and, you know, for the longest time, I was under the impression that Spike TV was, like, some kind of extreme sports channel. Yeah. Or perhaps in a peripheral way something to do with volleyball. Oh, that would make sense. I don't know why I thought that. And Ex- then... Because uh, Spike. Yes. That's why I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought maybe it was a wrestling channel, because they do play a lot of wrestling. Yeah. But I was never sure. And I never gave it a second thought. And I, at no point, thought it would be what it is. <laughs> or what it was, because yeah, thankfully it's dead. It's now, dead. Right? Yes. Oh, good. Um, but I guess I'll just start from the beginning. Yeah, please do. So, this network has had a few different names, and... Even now, thankfully, Spike TV is dead. Uh, It's called Paramount Network. So that's what it's called now. Interesting. And it started off in 1983 as the Nashville Network. Oh, interesting. And so it was geared towards Southern American music and culture and NASCAR, things like that. Like CMT is now. Uh, Does CMT still exist? Yeah, I think it does. Well, the reason that the Nashville Network started to rebrand was because CMT was getting popular. Oh, where? So, yes. And so then in 2000, the network rebranded as the National Network, which sounds like NPR and is something very different. Oh. <laughs> Not the furthest thing from NPR. And it was sort of like geared towards middle America. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, an everyman, every American sort yeah. of idea. Um, and it's like when politicians are like, I'm talking to the real Americans and everyone in America is like, what does that mean? Yeah. Do you just mean white men in Iowa? Because yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. But this national network was in theory for... For those white men in Iowa. White men in Iowa. But again, it's every network, every cable network is a national network. Like, yeah, I don't... It doesn't I, it's confu- It was confusing. But it only lasted three years until it was rebranded in 2003 as Spike TV. Mm-hmm. And Spike TV had a slogan that was the first network for men. Besides every other <laughs> yeah, network. Which is confusing because men 
are everything and everywhere. <laughs> like, every TV channel is made for men. That's why Lifetime was made. So women could have a channel. It's more like the first TV network explicitly not for women. Yes, exactly. That's what they meant. The first TV network where women have to avert their eyes. Yeah. In theory. <laughs> Actively. And we're going to say men and women a lot. We are big fans of a total abolishment of the gender binary. Absolutely. But I think the fact that this network is incredibly solely binary is important to what's horrifying about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just a disclaimer. Gender is a spectrum and these people are garbage. Yes. Let's <laughs> and keep going. We hold true to both of those things. <laughs> So, in 2006, it rebranded slightly once again to just be Spike. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. (laughs) And this happened because apparently, wouldn't you know it, Spike TV was getting a bit of a reputation for being lowbrow, violent, and overly sexual. Oh, man, I'm shocked. Yeah, color me shocked. Um, So, they rebranded as Spike and decided to take a more narrow focus on the action movie portion of their content- and also to focus on capitalizing on the inherent maleness and manliness of the network specifically. Like, really talking about what it means to be a man. Like, what guys guys want. That was a big part of their rebranding. Like, not just like, oh yeah, this is like boobs and beer, but it's like, no, you're a man. And this is what you need as a man, like, trying to get philosophical about it, but failing deeply hard. Yeah. So they had a new slogan, which is, get more action. All right? (laughs) I see, I sense a double entendre there. Yeah, like... Like, get more action films and more action in front of your eyes. More motorcycles flipping over, but also... But also, pussy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you know that there were... Like, guys in the boardroom, like, high five, bro. Mm -hmm. They get it. I'm just imagining, like, the marketing guy who was like, and the new slogan for Spike will be, and then he, like, picks up a piece of paper and it's written behind it, get more action. And, like, everyone in the room just Yeah! (laughs) All right! Weeping. They're crying. We're done. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go make weird comments to the girls at the bar we're gonna go to after work. All right. So, yeah, get more action. I think we can all agree that this world needs more men taking action. (laughs) We need them to do more. Um, So, thank the sweet lord, Spike died this year, and its new networking brand will probably fade into obscurity. Nice. Um, So that's that's a technical history. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little activity. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to read... A list of television shows. Yes. And so some of these are actual television shows. Yes. That Spike aired. Yes. Or Spike TV or Spike aired. One of the two. During its time. During its tenure. And some of them I made up one hour ago. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm excited for this game. And what I want you to do is tell me if they're real Mm -hmm. or if they're fake. Okay. So I'll say it and then you'll say real or fake. I'm excited because I might be good at this because I tried to watch Spike TV because I wanted to be a cool girl. I oh, good. I didn't watch a ton of it, but I did try. Perfect. So you might actually recognize it. So a maybe of I'll these. know some. Okay. Give okay. me the first one. First one, Mansers. So like answers, but for mans. That was real. Real? Okay. Muscle car. <laughs> 
Um, I'm gonna say fake, but I'm not confident it's fake. It okay. could really be real. Toughest cowboy. <laughs> that sounds like a romance novel I would read. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I'm a pretty good writer, so any of these could be me. Yeah, um, I'll say that one is, is, you know what, I'm gonna say it's fake because I think they're staying away from cowboys because CMT has the corner on cowboys. Okay. The Joe Schmo Show. That one's real. That one's real. I think, I thought you'd get that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweat ink. <laughs> is that like a joke on the word sweating, or is it just like sweat ink, like sweat incorporated? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that's real because I don't think you could make that up. I don't think okay. you could come up okay. with that one. We'll see. I love you and admire you, but that's too bizarre. Okay, trucking. <laughs> Um, real. I think it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's real. Okay, the next one is trucks, which is the word <laughs> trucks with an exclamation point. I'm gonna say no, because I just said yes to trucking. Okay. The Dudesons. What? <laughs> yes or no? What would the- is that a- is that a sitcom, like a family of men? In theory, yeah. <laughs> In theory, that's what it is. Um, I'm gonna say- I'm gonna say yes, because I would like to watch it. I hope it's real. Okay. WWE Raw. That one's real. WWE Confidential. That might be real. <laughs> WWE Experience. That might be real. I bet all the WWEs are real. Um, there's like four more of them that I didn't even put here. What? Um, Super Dave's Spiketacular. Uh, I bet it's like a spring break, break special. Like, okay. I, I bet it's real. Okay. I, all of these plausibly could exist, okay. I think. Afro Samurai. See, I want to say fake, but it's off-brand enough that I think it's real. Okay. Ring of Death. <laughs> this is so hard. It's hard. Um, Ring of Death. What would that be? What is that about? I guess you can't tell In me. In theory, I don't know. I'm gonna say fake. I don't think that was real. Scrubs. Well, Scrubs is a show. I don't know if they aired it on yeah, Spike. Yeah, that's a trick question. <laughs> it was syndicated. Um, alright, you wanna know how you did? Yes. All of those were real. What?! <laughs> Yep, that's right. Damn you! <laughs> Both trucking and trucks <laughs> exclamation wait, point. Wait, no, stop! <laughs> what was the difference? What distinguished those two shows? I didn't do any research on the shows themselves. All right, I just well, pause them. this podcast and research it, because well, I need to know. It's horrifying. It really what? is. <laughs> so what? what is the Dudesons about? I have no idea. Oh my god! I can't bring myself to know more than this. <laughs> I had to write down Super Day of Spiketacular and not kill myself. So, <laughs> I've done enough tonight. I'm horrified. Well, that's- I was sure some of those were fake. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's- so that was fun. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm- 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 I- you're speechless. I'm deeply speechless right speechless now. Speechless right now. Yeah. I know. Oh my god. So, that aside, oh my god. that was all in good fun. <laughs> the piece de resistance of all of Spike TV is something that happened in January, which mm. is the release of the Spike Manifesto. 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 I, I can only assume. Kill me. So, as I said, after the 2006 rebranding, they really wanted to focus on the man's experience, which is just the human experience, mm -hmm. because that's how male-centric the world is. Yeah. Um, so that. It wasn't enough to just 
do the boobs and chicken wings thing anymore. All right? That's not enough anymore. It had to have a purpose. Men are different now. Yep. It had to have a purpose. That purpose was celebrating all things man. All right? (laughs) And what are those things, Ellie? (laughs) So, yeah. So, some of these, some of the ingenious executives at Spike decided, like, you know what? We need all of our employees to have a hardcover book (laughs) denoting, hardcover that's okay. just the budget for those yeah. manifestos. Denoting manifestos. company and brand culture, and we will distribute it internally. Not externally. We don't want to scare anyone off. All right? We don't want to run into the issue that we had when we called ourselves Spike TV instead of Spike. Close one, guys. <laughs> but let's make sure all our employees are on the same page about what it is that we do. Mm. All right? And so they did that, and a man, a blessed man named Jordan Vandina, graciously shared his copy that was gifted to him by a friend who worked <laughs> at Spike <laughs> with the world on Twitter this past January. So let's go ahead oh my God. and read some of it. Oh, I can't believe it's hardcover. Yep. So as you can see, it's a hardcover book. That's crazy. It says Spike Manifesto on the outside. And we'll we'll post this article. So I encourage you to go on our Twitter right now. Absolutely. As you're listening and pull up this, this Vice article. Absolutely. Because it's, it's, wow. Um, tweet at us your favorite page. I'd like that. <laughs> My God. Um, so the brand position is the first page. Spike is an entertainment brand dedicated to men. We are a destination that inspires and defines men through bold, original entertainment. To be honest, nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that first page. There's an interesting channel that could exist that really, you know, looks into masculinity. Yeah, like what Justin Baldoni does with that sort of man enough campaign of like interrogating Mm -hmm. toxic masculinity. And he does a great round table with a bunch of guys where he talks about like, here's why I felt insecure when I was about to have a child and like... Here's, and then someone else will be like, I'm HIV positive, and here's how that reflects on my manliness. Yeah. And I'm like, what an interesting conversation. And it's also like Queer Eye for the straight guy, yes. and then the new rebranding of Queer Eye just yeah. all day so that men can just learn. Hell yeah. Um, this I'm is less that. interesting. Yeah, this is way less interesting. Then the second page is a man with a mustache wearing a trench coat. Don't want to stereotype here. Does look like a pedophile. He's from the 70s for sure. Absolutely. And it says, Spike celebrates the eternal bachelor. The eternal bachelor represents freedom. Dot, dot, dot. The freedom to say, feel, act, and do whatever we damn well please without fear or criticism or repercussion. You know what men need to do all things with impunity. (laughs) And I also like... That's just so deeply implying that, like, and once you get married, you're scared and have a ball and chain on you all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's like, like, that's not what a good marriage is, Spike. That's like when I see, like, ring bearers, like, little kids being like, last chance to run, like, holding little signs that are like, oh, like, last day of freedom. And I'm like, no, that's not what, marriage is not about, like, yeah shackling you to another person. That's not fair. And I mean, like, if you want to be an eternal bachelor, go for it. But, like, you shouldn't go for it to avoid a loving, stable partnership where you are supported. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That guy looks really proud of himself, and he should not be on this page. Oh, God. And it says, um, it's a state of mind that all men share. The glorification of that incredible time in our lives when we lived life on our own terms. Every man I know gets to live their life on their terms 24 hours a day. Whether they're single or married. Yep, absolutely. 
And then the third page is a house on complete fire being blown up, and then there's a helicopter over it? How did the Mm. helicopter get there? That's a danger zone for the helicopter. The pilot might be burned. Danger zone. (laughs) Um, And then this page says, get more action, their slogan. We give guys what they want, and what they want is action, action, and then thirdly, action, which is in all capital letters. I'm so glad we're acting again. I know, thank goodness. <laughs> and then there's other stuff. I can't even read this whole thing because yeah, it's we, just too much. Definitely go to this link, guys. I don't think we have the strength to read every page of this. It will kill me if I try to yeah, do Yeah, but it's all um, bad. But so just scrolling through, like, Spike is for men, we're a network for men, we talk to men, um, and some of my favorite things are <laughs> in the middle, it's a man holding a beer, looking at a woman in a bikini, but it's just the bottom half of her body, and Mm. if that's not just some perfect visual metaphor for how women are viewed by Spike TV, I don't know what is. And it says, Spike is unapologetically male. Enough is enough. You've been PC'd to death. And, like, the idea of political correctness, like, I'm fucking horrified and totally done with this country. If you can't think for five seconds about the words that pour out of your mouth hole, <laughs> I do not want to speak to you. Just think about your thoughts and how they transform into words for two goddamn seconds. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about PC culture. Like, I can't even get into this. I can't. The guy in this photo is making me furious. I just don't understand what differentiates this page, Spike is unapologetically male, from page one, Spike is for men. They're different, Sam. You wouldn't get it. You are a woman. Yes. <laughs> but I know for a fact Spike is not for me. They've made it clear. They have. They they don't want you to forget it. No. And I can't. I'll say. And then there's another whole page that says you've been PC'd to death. So they clearly took that copy out and was like, you know what? We need to hammer that point home. Yep. Um, there's a picture of a woman who is, that is Woody Allen very clearly not wearing a bra. It looks like Woody Allen behind her. Uh, it isn't, but boy, is that apt. <laughs> um, Spike always has your back. What makes a good buddy? Someone who always sticks up for you. Someone who tells it like it is. How would a television show do this for you? I don't understand it. And there's another one about, it's for men. This is the third page that's just like, Spike's about men. Spike is is for men. men. Do these people know how to read? Like, (laughs) these are in theory employees. Like, do they not? It's like, yeah, at the job interview, they're like, yeah, no, Spike TV, like, I get it. It's like like, television for men. Like, get more action. I get, yeah, no, I'm here. I did a cursory Google. I get it. I totally get it. So, um, the last thing that I'll describe is the last page, mm-hmm. which is one full page that says, we are the alpha dog, next to a man being eclipsed by a truck the size of a small house. Seems like the truck is the alpha dog. It does, actually. And this guy looks about 15 years old, which, again, is pretty apt. I'm horrified. Oh, boy. This is... That guy is, like, date rape personified, the guy that I'm looking at right now. And it's also, like, we both work in the nonprofit field, and it's, like, the amount of money that Spike TV spent to make these hard copy manifestos where three pages say the exact same fucking thing. That's a lot of overhead for those manifestos. It really is. It was someone's job to order a new one of those every time there was a new employee. They were calling the print house, like... That's the main thing that shocks me about this. I'd like to punch through a wall, which is, ironically enough, something Spike TV would probably be into. Yeah, that's pretty Spike. 
That's pretty pretty damn spike of me. That's spike. <laughs> um Yeah, but that's that's all she wrote, I suppose or he wrote, I I guess I should say. Yeah, how dare you? On the subject. We'll definitely link to that article. Uh so follow us at I'm Horrified Pod on Twitter and we'll link so you can see all of those incredible images oh my God. of the Spike Manifesto. And I'll look for some prime clips, maybe, from Spike's heyday to share with all you lovely people. I need to know what the difference between trucks and trucking was. We'll find out. I need to know. <laughs> There's a lust in your eyes for the truth. <laughs> Listeners, all right. tell me. Thank you guys so much for listening to us just shit on shitty men. Yeah. Like they deserve. It's uh, It's been quite the ride. Oh my God. Imagine getting branded, but it was with the Spike TV logo. Uh, I'd cut off my own damn leg. I would, yeah. <laughs> I would just carve that whole piece of my leg off. Oh my god. All I, right. Yeah. I just, there's nothing more to say, except that's it. We're done. And stay horrified. Stay horrified. Stay horrified.